Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and I got to tell you guys, today, today's show is a winner, absolute home run. So I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm so excited to pick a brain for your benefit. And as many of you know, one of the benefits of having your very own podcast show is I get to... Uh, I get to talk to some super smart people and pick their brain for my benefit as well. So for the folks who work, who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through powerful words, character development or all-star cheer sites or the Jason's army mastermind group, you know how much I speak on the importance of staying motivated and focused, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be one of the keystones of building a successful business, all right? So strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride in this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. <clears throat> so, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Andrea Waltz is the co-author of Go For No. Yes is the destination, no is how you get there. After the book hit number one on Amazon's sales list five years ago, it's remained in the top 20 of all books on selling ever since. Along with her partner, Richard Fenson, these two have made it their mission to liberate people from fields of failure and rejection, sharing an entire new mindset, and you know how important mindset is to me, about hearing the word no. The go-for-no philosophies have been embraced by people in a wide variety of industries and businesses to rave reviews and amazing results. Folks, we definitely have a real deal expert here. Andrea, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, Jason. I am super glad to be with you. Ah, well, this is going to be great. Listen, before we, uh, before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or reading your books yet, take a second, if you would, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Andrea Walt? Well, I am super passionate about our topic, actually, about Go For No. We, we have been sharing this message since uh, we wrote the book back in 2000. Um, so we've been around a long time. But um, I am a, a lover of fun, as you say. I, I love your opening about being on this merry-go-round and only having one chance. So everything that I do is about helping people overcome fears of failure, fear of rejection, to have a, a great business but to also do it in such a way that it is more fun because the idea that people suffer through rejection and fear the word no just is very distressing to me. So a big part of what we do is to kind of incorporate the joy back into business by removing those fears and just letting people have an awesome, great time in their business. 
You know, I, I love that you brought joy into this because quite honestly, we spend so much time quote unquote working, um, and for it to be miserable the whole time just feels so counterintuitive. If, if you're, if you're choosing to invest your time in something, it really should be a, a pleasurable, pleasurable place to be, right? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right. Let's, let's dive in. Cause I know your time is tight as is mine. So let's, uh, let, let's dig in. I, I gotta know, you know, anytime I talk to a best-selling author, I always ask the question, you know, what made you decide to write the book? You know? Right. So one of the things that Richard and I um, decided when we launched, we launched our speaking and training company about 20 years ago. And we were, our, our main clients were anyone with a retail type of business where customers would walk in and, and purchase something. So, and our clients were typically um, uh, the bigger big box retailers in the mall, although we worked with mom and pop operations as well. Uh, and we would teach sales philosophies and customer service and management and different things. But of everything that we taught, go for no was the thing that resonated with people more than anything. And we would start to see it on the break room wall. And they, people would, we would find out later that that was out of an eight hour day, the thing that the, the 30 minute part of the presentation that they absolutely loved. So we said, all right, let's write this little book, go for no. We made it a fun fable, um, which I think is part of the reason why it has done so well over the years is because it's a story. And um, that has pretty much uh, driven our business was this philosophy and this message. So we wrote the book really to get that message out. And then about 10 years ago, 2007, we kind of recrafted our business because GoFrontHill was such a popular message. It is now literally all we talk about. So I just talk about no all day long. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. So... You know, in the book, you talk a lot about failure and, and, and its relation to success. Do me a favor, you know, for those who haven't, again, hadn't gotten their eyeballs on this book, which they should, can you explain what the relationship is between, you know, failure and success? Absolutely. So a lot of people here go for no first off and they think, oh, I get it. You're trying to, you're, you're telling us to say no to things, you know, to stay focused. And while that's an important skill, actually go for no is a counterintuitive philosophy and it is all about going out and intentionally increasing your failure rate. Or in other words, what we say is intentionally start hearing no more often. So what the typical business owner, doesn't matter how big or small you are, what the typical business owner does is they, they go for yes, right? That's kind of what we've all been taught and trained to do in sales. And they avoid at all costs the opportunity to hear a no. So for example, if somebody is sitting in front of them and they're sharing a product or a package of services, uh, the person says yes to one thing. They won't try to upgrade. They won't try to add an additional package. They won't add a, more products or services. Why? Because they don't want to hear the word no. And that's really what the whole foundation of go for no is all about. It's, it's, helping people understand that they need to hear no more often in order to increase their success. So the relationship between failure and success is uh, kind of the fundamental underlying philosophy of the book, which is we talk about how we've all been programmed to be successful and failure is not an option and failure is bad. Um, and so people really operate with this 
in our minds, kind of a bad model where they see failure on one side, success on the other, and they feel like they have to choose between one or the other. And what we say is, actually, if you want to be more successful, you're on one end of the spectrum. Failure, hearing no more often in your business, uh, getting those rejections is in the middle, and the success that you're seeking is really on the other side. And so that's kind of the model that we um, outline in the book and we talk about when we speak because we want people to understand that you can be more successful by learning how to fail more. Not that you're a failure, but that you fail more. Well, that's actually great that you separated it. It's not you. It's actually the action. That's, uh, that's interesting. So, <coughs> excuse me. Part of what you talk about in the book is a process for setting up no goals. Um, how does somebody do that? Because I, that, that I would assume, I mean, it's interesting because I remember I spent a summer cold calling for a, uh, for a, a stockbroker one summer in college. Um, and that, that's actually where I kind of learned to love no, because back then it was explained, you know, for every, 80 no's, you're going to get one yes. So if you got another no, good for you because you're closer to that yes. But how do we go through and, and set no goals? Yeah, well, you, you're right, correct on that, Jason. That is exactly what we're talking about here. And it is kind of goes back to this idea of a numbers game, but where we, we're trying to pull people outside of their typical go for yes comfort zone. And we all have this. Every business owner has this kind of mindset where you say, uh, hey, if I could just make this X amount of dollars in my business, or if I could just have this many customers a month, which is basically a yes, right? So it's, if I could get a hundred customers a month, I could get a hundred yeses. And so we say, um, instead of just focusing on the yes goal, um, the dollar amount, the number of sales, etc., is focus on a no goal. How many no's are you collecting every day, week, or month in your business? And this is kind of where the fun comes in because you can actually make it a game. So if you're, let's say your yes goal, just to make the math easy, is to get 10 yeses for the month. Well, instead of just focusing on the 10 yeses and what typically happens is we focus on the 10 yeses and we get the 10 yeses by like the 21st of the month. So for the rest of the month, like no selling is happening. No, no sales, no marketing. It's, Hey, we got the 10, the 10 yeses we're done. And so the go for no idea is focus on a no goal. Maybe it's hearing no 50 times. And that could be from new customers from just suggesting additional products and services and trying to upgrade people. Maybe it's just asking your current clients, hey, do you know anyone else who would be interested in this business, this product, this service? And so um, that's really what it is. And instead of stopping when you get your 10 yeses, you keep going to hit your no goal. And so it really is kind of a fun, it's, it's a way to make a game out of it rather than, um, you know, making it so uh, pressure filled and, oh, it's stressful and I hate selling and I'm not a salesperson, which so many business owners feel that way. They're, they're more excited about the product, um, but they're not excited about selling it. Well, correct. And that's, you and I had discussed that a little bit before the, uh, the podcast started. You know, I'm sure there's somebody on this listening right now saying, I have a fabulous, fabulous product. I have the best cheer gym. I have the best martial arts studio, whatever it is. But boy, do I hate selling. I just hate it and my staff hates it, but we should just be able to, to do the thing without selling the thing. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. And and I hear that all of the time. And here's the interesting thing about the go for no philosophy. You know, everybody says, oh, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that slick, salesy salesperson, you know, that that everybody hates. I don't want to be that aggressive, pushy salesperson. And actually, this um, methodology, this strategy, if you will, make sure that that doesn't happen, because that person is typically the go for yes. I'm going to do everything I can to force something on you to talk you into something go for no really is all about just making the ask just showing someone so for example if you have a studio if you have a gym and you know you have maybe different levels different packages um, different ways that people can buy right and and so what we do is kind of avoid those opportunities for those upsells but when you go for no, it's just about sharing those things, not about forcing or pressuring somebody in and forcing them into the yes, but it's just about collecting more no's and giving people the opportunity to look and say, wow, no, I don't need to sign up for a year. I'll sign up for the six month deal. And, but at least you showed them, right? Got it. So getting, getting the ask. And I've, I've had, I've had clients actually tell me, you know, gosh, we, um, we sold 150 trials, but, um, our conversion rate is zero. I'm like, well, how many, um, first of all, who is actually, who's trying to do the conversion? Well, we actually never made any of the, uh, the attempts to close anybody. Right. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. And it's so crazy. Cause I think that the, the tendency really is they think, oh, well, if I do that, I'm just being pushy and being aggressive. No, a lot of people, they just need to be asked. And it really is incumbent upon the business to take the initiative and say, Hey, you have the trial. Now here's, here's where you can take it to the next level. Here's how you can join. Here's how you can sign up. And and that's really, uh, that's doing great service. It's kind of that to sell is to serve mindset that um, we actually talk about. And so when you don't do that, really what you've, you've done is you've said no for the customer and you've put the impetus on them to call you and to get signed up. And so that actually is not great service. Nor is that fair. Nor is that fair. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's interesting. All right. Well, you know, you cover something that you call the five failure levels. Um, would you mind sharing, you know, what those are? Because I think this is going to be really telling for a lot of people. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of interesting. Um, they're kind of a process of moving through. And the first failure level is the ability to fail. And it's where we all start. We all have the ability. And of course, remember, I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about kind of the activity of going for no, hearing no more often, and quote unquote failing. So we all start there. The next level is the willingness. So you hear this podcast and you say, all right, I'm willing to I'm willing to put myself out there and, and hear no more often. That's the second level. But the third level is where it gets really interesting. And that's the wantingness to fail. The wantingness to say, I'm going to implement this in my business and I'm going to, to do it. I'm going to set a no goal and really want to get to that level. Um, and then finally, we've got, uh, the fourth level, which is kind of, kind of interesting. It's, it's about failing bigger and failing faster. So it's going after, uh, maybe a big, uh, potential client, um, a big customer, maybe, uh, calling someone to do a joint venture, uh, in your business where it, it 
could be a big no. Um, but also, if the person said yes, it could be a big yes. Yeah, it could make a big difference in your business. A lot of people don't like putting themselves out there and to to possibly get rejected. So we always say, hey, go for go for something big. If you're going to get a no, make it make it big. And then the final level is failing exponentially, and that's team failure. That's kind of what you alluded to as a stockbroker when you said, you know, they, this is what they taught us. Well, they taught all of you guys to go out and hear a lot of no's, knowing that if all of you are out there selling and all of you are out there increasing your no's, that the business is going to get more yeses. So that's, that's kind of the fifth and final level. That makes a lot of sense. That totally makes a lot of sense. And I feel like for somebody who owns a gym, um, what a great opportunity to empower your sales staff with um, versus the you better get those six yeses. Absolutely. I, I, and I would encourage um, owners and managers, you know, it's easy to walk in and, and say, uh, I mean, maybe you, you've been gone for a day and you walk in the next day and you say, all right, how many yeses did we get yesterday? And that's such a common question, right? But, but it doesn't tell also, you anything. No, it really doesn't. Because what you can control is really your people telling the story about your services and how often they're doing that. And you can't control what the customer is going to say, but you can control uh, everybody. Everybody can control their own behavior. And so really the question is, how many no's did you guys hear yesterday? How many times did you mention a uh, an add-on or, you know, taking somebody from this level to that level or a different product, different service. How many times are we hearing no? And that really shows uh, behavior, right? That shows the actual sales behaviors in the business that will translate to sales. I love this. And I mean, quite a, um, one of the things that I teach many of my folks is a, uh, a simple end-of-day report that each of their staff uh, provides them with. And quite honestly, to add on that question, how many no's did you receive today? Um, you'll never wind up having a bad sales month ever again. You exactly. Just, you just yeah. Because you can nip it on day three. I got no no's. Well, that means you didn't present. Right. You're not present. You're clearly not presenting or you're so good that you should be training everybody exactly. <laughs> because yeah. you're closing everybody. Yeah. But that's not realistic. No, no, it's not. You got, you got to cast a wider net. If you're not getting no's, um, you know, either that or I need to hire you. So right. one of those things. All right. So as far as your suggestions, how do you implement these ideas today? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the great thing about this philosophy is you can literally start doing it immediately. It doesn't actually require, um, I mean, obviously we always encourage people to read our books so they, they understand the philosophy, but it's not difficult. It really just comes down to asking and successful people understand that in order to get more yeses, uh, they have to take a risk and they have to put themselves in a position to hear more no's and you just start doing it and implementing it immediately. Um, as soon as you figure out, okay, what are the what are the moments in our process where the customer has an opportunity to say yes or no, and you just kind of go through the whole process and you say, all right, well, there's four opportunities. They can say yes to recommending a friend, sending a friend to the gym. They can say yes or no to some kind of upgrade. You just kind of look at your process. So from a business standpoint, um, it's it's really something that you can start 
putting into practice immediately and just telling people, hey, hear more no's. Um, it's not, again, not about being a pressure-filled sales organization. It's just about giving your customers more opportunity. I think a lot of times, too, Jason, what happens is because people don't suggest so often, I think a lot of times customers find out about things, and I've heard this time and again, and they say, oh, you have that option? Well, I would have done that weeks ago or months ago if I knew that you guys offered X, Y, Z, right? But big, it was, that's the biggest fall down. Um, that's yeah. the biggest fall down. I, it used to drive me nuts when uh, clients would tell me, oh, I didn't know you guys did birthday parties. I didn't know you guys had retail this. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know I could do private lessons. I didn't know I could come more times per Really? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why didn't we offer this opportunity? Yes, exactly. And and so you you have to just slowly over time um, create in people this mindset shift of it's okay if you get a no from from a customer. It's better to get that no and have the person go, oh no, I'm I'm not interested in any of that. I just want just want this. And you go, okay, great. Well. You know, we just, it's really important that we make sure that you understand and you know our offerings because we'd hate for you to find out six months down the line that something that, you know, you may have been interested in, we never shared with you. So it's really about taking it, I think, for, um, you know, all of the businesses that you work and consult with. It's really taking it from that service mindset and seeing it, um, seeing that salesmanship as a service and understanding that go for no is not about manipulating or badgering people, but it is about, you know, having the courage to share those those products and services. So that's the great thing about implementing. You can do it immediately. And from a personal standpoint, with, when I have people tell me, you know, oh, I'm, I can't do this at all. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. We say all the time, do it everywhere. Like try to, you know, ask for an upgrade at the movies. <laughs> ask for an upgrade at the at the um, at a hotel. If you get seated in a bad table in a restaurant, ask to be moved. I mean, just practice the art of asking and hearing that no every now and then. But you'll you're also wildly surprised at all the yeses you end up coming away with. Well, and that's one of the things that um, I remember speaking to a young staff member at, at my facility years ago. And just saying that, like, listen, when somebody says no, they're saying no just to what you ask them. They're not saying no to you. You know, it's right. n- it's not a negative on you. It's the answer is going to be yes or the answer is going to be no. Um, but if you consider cons- you consistently serve, you know, you'll get more yeses than no's. I, I I love this, and actually, just so for for any of my mastermind members listening to this, you'll you'll already be familiar with this because the minute I get off of this podcast, I'm actually going to give you all an assignment today, so you'll already be ahead of the game. Um, so tell me this, and this is something that you know you and I discussed earlier, Andrea. Um, is somebody struggling with fear? Because so many of my folks love and they're so passionate about what they do and who they work with, but fear is a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. Is there like a step or, or a suggestion you can provide, you know, to help them, you know, get a little bit further along the path so that fear doesn't paralyze them? Right. Well, that is huge. And they're, and they're certainly not alone because I, I find that all the time. But I will say this, and a big part of it, obviously, and, and we all hear this, it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason because it works. Um, you know, there's the, the big antidote to fear, of course, is taking action because you realize that 
in taking that action. The, the thing that you feared was not nearly as scary um, as once you do it. And nobody probably understands that more than, you know, working at a gym and teaching people how to do cartwheels, <laughs> kids to do cartwheels, right? Um, it's, a, it's a scary thing at first until you learn how to do it, and then it's easy. It's all, um, it's all mental blocks, right? Exactly. It's all mental. Um, but I will say this. Um, one of the things that we work with people, and we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast here, is this whole idea of failure and success and your relationship around that, your mindset around that. Our, our message really is it's okay to fail. Like it's okay. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to hear yes every time. In fact, as you very astutely pointed out a couple minutes ago, if you're just hearing yes, then clearly you're not maximizing your opportunities. If, if you guys are never hearing no, there's a problem. And so that really is a big part of removing that fear is giving people permission to fail. And just like when you're teaching your kids to ride a bike or tie their shoes or all of those things. And kids are such great examples of this. They have, they have no fear. They have no embarrassment over failure. They fall down and, and screw up constantly, but they just dust themselves off. They get back up and they continue on as if nothing happened. Whereas adults, when we're in business, especially it's like, okay, we can't fail. We can't look silly. We don't want to, we don't want to hear a no. And so it's really about kind of re parenting yourself as weird as that sounds about, you know, reparenting yourself and saying, Hey, it's okay to get no, I get rid of that perfectionistic complex of, we can't, you know, ever, ever fail. We can't hear no, because that really is the more you go after that, the more you pursue that, the more your comfort zone shrinks in and you're just limiting more and more opportunities. Instead, it's looking around and saying, okay, who could we partner with? What interesting marketing ideas could we come up with? I'm going to call this other business and I'm going to talk to them about this and maybe they'll say no, but if they said yes, it would be amazing and we could do something great. I mean, those are the kind of things that transform businesses, but you, obviously you don't get there unless you just take take a risk and get outside your comfort zone. I, I, I love this. I see so many opportunities on this where people could really, you know, by, as you said earlier, making it into a game like, hey, if I get 10 no's today, odds are I probably got a yes somewhere. And mm -hmm. I can't, I'm so excited to see what that yes is going to be. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it does become a game and it becomes fun and interesting. And certainly uh, you never know what's going to happen. This is this is fabulous. Um, and obviously, folks, you can use this power for good and you can use it for evil. We hope you use this for good. Um, it's uh, this is great. All right. So how and I, I guess somebody's out there asked, thinking this as well. How persistent should you be? Like, you know, when is no just the end? Right. That is a great question. And it kind of depends on, on the business. Uh, I think, um, we kind of believe from a, from a standpoint of sharing products and services, if somebody has told, you no and you've asked them before and you, you know, that I think checking back with them every now and then to see if anything has changed is kind of, it, that is our main go for a no philosophy is until somebody says, Hey, it's a no, it's, it's a never. Um, you should always keep suggesting and stay persistent with someone. Um, but certainly 
a no is also a perfectly acceptable answer. And so if you have a customer who you've suggested a particular service and they say no and it's just not for them, then that's great. Nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to keep, you don't have to badger them. You don't have to keep asking. But as long as you got that, you know, as long as you made that ask. Now, if it's something where, you know, you ask somebody something, I don't have a perfect example here, but I think if you're listening to this, just think about your own business and you ask them a question and they say, no, I'm really not interested. In that moment, you do have a choice. And that choice is to say, oh, okay, no problem. Well, do you mind if I maybe check back with you on this in a few months just to see if anything's changed? And if they say, yeah, that's fine. Something may change down the line. Then you've just gotten permission to stay persistent. So that's the only advice I would give people is oftentimes a no doesn't mean never. It just means not yet. So stay persistent if it's appropriate. You know, revisit that person if you can in the future. I love that. I really do love that. And I, that goes along the lines of, um, of my philosophy is of always um, asking permission for the, uh, for the ask. So that's mm-hmm. great. All right. It is time for our resource of the week. So, Andrea, tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you and how you are helping people to succeed the world over? Well, as they may have expected, Jason, it's goforno.com. <laughs> it's, uh, it's G-O-F-O-R-N-O.com, and we've got uh, lots of blogs and videos and things they can check out. We have something called the No Quotient Assessment. It's not super scientific, but it's a 20-question quiz they can come take, which will kind of give them a start in where their mindset is. They take the quiz, and they'll they'll get a little rating, and they can see where their mindset is. So if they're really off base or if they're kind of in the same vein as what I'm talking about here with the go for note philosophy. So that that's a really fun way to start. And then obviously they can grab the book on our website or on Amazon, go for nose on amazon.com as well. Fabulous. And through social, they can find you on what? Twitter.com. Twitter, go for no, go for yep. no. And then Facebook, same thing. Go for no. Everything's go for no. <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a marketing lesson there too, folks. That's All right. right. So, I always like to end my podcast with a very telling question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or really more importantly, to help them live a better life, what would that one piece of advice be? That one piece of advice would be have the courage to fail more often. It's very simple. I love that. I love it. This is great. Andrea, thank you so much. You know, I know how crazy your schedule is, so it means the world to me that you share some of your time and a whole bunch of your wisdom with us. This has been fabulous. Oh, thanks for having me. I was great. Oh, this is awesome. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, I'll leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.